this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 140 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode The Lost Words Beyond the Page Spoiler Cast. But I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m., so please go there, leave a comment uh, below the episode, let me know what you think of the show, or if you have any suggestions, you can do that too, or you can um, write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. You can do the same thing there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the episodes, Uh, maybe you have a game you want me to review or something like that, Um, and you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store, or um, you can uh, find me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe. So yeah, this is a continuation of the two preview episodes I did where I previewed uh, Plague Tale Innocence and I did um, Lost Words Beyond the Page. I've already done my spoiler cast for uh, um, Plague Tale Innocence, so go to the last episode. You can listen to my spoiler cast. It's about 20 minutes. And this is my spoiler cast for Lost Words Beyond the Page. I've completed it and have some thoughts about it. So I talked about it a little bit last uh, week, um, or in the preview episode, I should say, so actually episode 138, when I was kind of going over the preview of both games, uh, you play as Izzy, a young girl that has received a diary, a blank diary from her grandmother, who you find out later is named Barbara. So she wants to be a writer, and so she uh, fills up the diary and you see the diary presented in front of you as a paged line diary where the words kind of fade into existence as your like as it, the character Izzy is like basically reading the story to you and it's appearing on the page then pages become interactive where a word will be a different color you jump on it it opens another sentence so you're kind of following along this narrative Sometimes there's things to interact with, like if you have to do dishes, you will actually pick the dishes up, uh, and like the there's a, a a firefly or a cursor that is glowing. You pick things up and you interact with them. So basically, there's eight chapters in the game, and the each chapter consists of two segments. One is the diary of Izzy setting up the scene and talking about what's going on in the real world. You know, she's got a brother, Ben, her parents. I don't think she gives their names because they're always mom and dad. Um, This is a British game. Uh, I don't, you know, mom and dad. And uh, anyway, she is kind of like going about her day. She loves her family. She loves her grandma for giving her the diary. She's talking about memories with her grand. Uh, And I I think I mentioned this. This is a quick aside. Uh, This game was worked on by a company called Wellness. I hope I got that right. And it's um, it's two L's. Um, yeah, Wellness. But basically, they, it was a bunch of psychologists that used tools like this or tried to use this as a tool, if I understand that correctly, to help children deal with grief and trauma. And so each chapter in the game, there's eight chapters, have to do with the seven stages of grief The first chapter is called Happiness, and that's a tutorial that shows you how to interact with the pages and the words on the screen. And then you go to Astoria, which is this magical land that Izzy Izzy has created to tell a story. And the adventure unfolds, so half of it is watching these journal pages turn while you interact with the words and things. And the other half is when you there's a tear in the page, you go through and get sucked through to turn the page. But when the story starts, you get sucked through the book or the journal in there is, you know, um, 
a scene behind it and then you teleport into the story that you're telling. Um, in the beginning, she's very happy and they're just kind of going through the tutorial. Uh, Izzy becomes the new keeper of the fireflies, which is a sacred thing. Uh, Grandma Ava, who's her grandmother in the Astoria that she has created, has given her this um, power. I talked a little bit about this last week, but basically where the story picks up is things get worse and worse. Through journaling and telling what happens in the real world, Izzy finds out that her grandmother has a stroke and is not doing well. So all those things I said early on uh, in my impressions about her, uh, you know, her parents may be getting divorced, I was all wrong. I think I was just reading conjecture online. So I apologize. But basically, very early on, uh, I want to say in chapter two, your grandmother has a stroke and it is shocking. And Izzy goes to the hospital to see her grandmother. She said her grandma doesn't look well. She can't choose her words properly. Uh, her The lines on the journal fall down uh, to act as ramps. Um, you basically are this avatar for her that's kind of running between these letters and uh, that's kind of falling on the page. And she's very sad. Her grandmother can't choose her words properly. She can't eat. She doesn't look right. And it just doesn't... Uh, seem like her grandmother. So that would be, I'm, I'm just going through the chapter. So the, the seven stages of grief, another quick aside, the seven stages of grief are shock, denial, anger, um, bargaining, guilt, depression, and acceptance. Um, so basically, the first chapter is happiness, the tutorial, the second chapter is shock, that she had the stroke, it's terrible. Um, and every time you go to the Astoria part, something happens to deal with that. So the shock is when she goes to Astoria, the village is on fire and she has to get the fireflies out of the village or find them because it looks like their home has been destroyed. So she goes on this quest to try to find the fireflies and that's chapter two. Uh, chapter three is uh, denial. So she can't believe that her grandmother had a stroke, that this could happen to her, that she doesn't look right. She's not picking her words properly. Um, and what happens is you basically, um, maybe that's a denial chapter. Uh, there's fire when she goes to Astoria. Uh, the next chapter is anger. And this is, she goes underground. Uh, well, another thing is there's a dragon that's kind of been flying above and Izzy believes that, uh, this, um, dragon is the one who destroyed the fireflies home. So her whole quest is to go after the dragon, defeat it, bring the fireflies back to their native home in Astoria. So that's basically the overarching plot of the game. Um, and again, each chapter she goes through. When she goes to the anger chapter, she goes to an underground labyrinth that's filled with lava. There's a girl-shaped monster that is big and tall and punching things and very angry. And she doesn't understand why the creature is angry and actually tries to talk out her feelings and say, why are you like this? And she said, I don't know. I feel helpless. The fire creature shrinks because somebody becomes something called lump, which is adorably voiced. Sounds like a little creature helps her catch things on fire, burn things, break things, and just talks to her. It's like a little kid that follows around. Lump is actually very adorable. So shout out to Lump. Um, bargaining is basically cuts to the journal again. And it's the idea that's the next chapter where she doesn't, doesn't want to believe that her grandmother, obviously uh, going through denial, doesn't want to believe that her grandmother is has a stroke and having difficulties, but decides that maybe if I share this story with her, or maybe if I clean stuff up, if I clean my room up, if I clean, if I, you know, do the dishes, 
maybe this will have an effect on my grandma, you know, get my life together. Uh, maybe this will help her. And, um, yeah, so the whole thing is, like, trying to restore order. She goes to find more of um, the uh, fireflies, uh, bargains with a lot of the creatures she sees. That whole theme kind of comes through. And then uh, guilt happens when... Um, in between these chapters, well, the starting on the next chapter, her grandma actually dies, uh, and um, she find it really difficult to write. They kind of do a time lapse through um, a few days where she doesn't write in the journal. The journal is closed. You see light go past it several times to denote like times of day, uh, you know, turning into whatever, um, and she doesn't write. And so finally, she writes and says, you know, she. I think I need to at least finish this story. Um, this is something in, that was interesting that's introduced later, the guilt chapter. She's in a snowy place. She's still trying to find the dragon, but she's kind of beat down. This is in chapter six. Towards the end of chapter six, they introduce this idea of guilt, how it's following you around, and it's literally like a wolf with many eyes in the thing, and it looks pretty spooky. Um, they do a good job. But I like this idea, not of guilt, like in examining my own grief the idea that something's just kind of hanging around you know this idea that you you have this like entity or thing that's just there i think i've name checked this before but i'll do it again years ago there was uh stephen king wrote like the last page in an entertainment weekly magazine it was like his essay like weekly or monthly essay that he'd write and i might be having a fever dream i remember reading this but he was talking about self-doubt and what he said is, you know, when you write for a living and you wake up every morning, uh, it's the, the, the self-doubt that will get you. And you wake up in the morning and it's almost like it's somebody sitting on your couch uh, wanting a cup of coffee, just hanging out. And I thought about that quote when I was playing this game. And I've been thinking about that a lot. Some days when you deal uh, with trauma or grief or anything, uh, you have this feeling that something is just hanging over you. Or just around. And I gotta be honest, the past couple weeks I've been a little bit depressed because, you know, uh, several podcasts ago I talked about how I was able to, uh, you know, submit some work to pop possibly be published. And uh, I was really excited. Well, I haven't heard anything. Um, I've reached out, still haven't heard anything. Uh, and it seems like in my life, a lot of this has happened. You know, a lot of writers talk about rejection, but I guess it's what the kids call as ghosting. The idea that you hear nothing. You're, I'm literally just sending things into the void and nothing is becoming of them. A friend of mine who really believes in me wants me to rewrite a script I wrote uh, because he believes he could do something with it. And I, you know, I'm very grateful for that. But I think part of me is looking back I wrote this script 11 years ago, and it's really hard to connect with something that you did 11 years ago. Actually, 12 now. 12 years now. Um, and I'm finding it very difficult to rewrite it because it feels so foreign to me. The time in my life when I wrote it, I knew those people that were in the script. I knew the direction I was going for. Um, now it just feels like reading someone else's work. Obviously, I've changed a lot, but it's really difficult to write it um but i have another idea that i want to start writing 
which may reinvigorate. My, my point is the the idea of this creature and entity, which the game, bring it back to the game, displays really well this idea of something hanging over you, I think is very fascinating. This idea that something's just kind of hanging around and you got to deal with it. I think, too, I haven't been to therapy in a while. Uh, my therapist is out of the country. He is semi-retired. Um, and I can only see him in February. It's been several months since I've talked to him. And I think maybe just to talk about some of this stuff um, with my, my wife and I. We, my wife and I have more honest conversations now. But even though you have good, honest conversations, uh, which is great to know how each other feel, what, do you, what, what is the next step? It, it's one thing to be honest with yourself and, um, you know, decide this is what we need to do to move forward. But like what, like, okay, so we've, we've said our piece and we said what we truthfully believe, you know, um, and, you know, we're communicating more, but then what's the next step? Like what steps do we need to take to remedy these situations? And I think that's something I want to talk to my therapist about, but I haven't in a while. So anyway, I think this game does a good job. And again, this game is designed for children. But I think it does a very good job of saying there's a line when she sees this wolf grief creature where Robin, you name the character in the story of Robin. Uh, you can pick a name, by the way. There is light choices in this game. Like you pick names and like sometimes the way sentences are structured or how you feel. And Robin basically says, I think you'll always be around, but I guess that's okay and I'll have to deal with that. So I thought that was a really adult thing to say for kids to come to that conclusion that yeah, this really sucks, uh, but you're just, it's going to have to be a part of me, you know? Um, chapter 7 is more about depression. Uh, Robin starts the tale over and over again. You're in a gray landscape. Words are broken around you. Um, you get to a certain point and collapse, and the story starts all over again. And Izzy, the narrator, says, you know, I have to start again. And... I, I know it's about grief and uh, it, it's supposed to uh, you know, talk about depression and grief about moving on from those things. But I think for me, it was really thing about writer's block of like, hey man, this stuff isn't working out, but you still have to sit there and do it. And I think I've kind of come to the conclusion that you can't go from, and I've said it before uh, to my therapist and on the podcast, you cannot go from writing your, your name on a piece of paper to um, writing uh, a novel. So why am I trying to do that with other projects I'm doing of like, you know, hey, maybe I just need to write more short films or short stories or something like that. The long story short, I, I think, uh, you know, keep this brief. Chapter seven, I think for me was more about writer's block. of like, hey, this is okay. This is what it is. Just do a little bit at a time. Just start here. Do this. Rebuild this as opposed to, you know, because you can't keep beating yourself up over not doing that kind of stuff. So uh, chapter eight is the big chapter where uh, Robin uh, fights the dragon. And they actually, what I like is you go through this whole series, there's some puzzles, you get to the dragon, and um, they figure out that they can't really hurt each other. This dragon tries to use a breath weapon on her. It looks like wind. Uh, she, You have your book of spells. You open your book. You use the word break and hit him. It kind of knocks sense into him. And you have this discussion. And he, you're like, okay, so what are we going to do? And then <clears throat> he says, I don't know. You know, I need to end you or something. But everything ends. And Ava says, well, why don't we just talk it out? Which I actually kind of chuckled. Because it's like, well, we're kind of in an impasse. What do you want to do here? And... She decided to talk it out, which I really liked. And 
you know, her and the dragon speak, and it's like, well, basically, you have some uh, choices you can make, different uh, word options you can use, questions you can ask him. And, um, you know, you basically, I forget the one I picked. I didn't write it down, but basically I said, um, what are the fireflies on it? That's what it was. What, what are the fireflies? Where does their power come from? What, what, why are they so important? And the dragon says, well, they're ancient. They're beyond me. And they basically help tell stories. It's, you know, I'll end someday, but the fireflies will keep going. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. And so you guys kind of just decide to coexist, I guess, in a way. And um, then there is um, a chapter. I think it was right before this, before the eighth chapter. It's the same chapter then. Where you, in the journal section, you have the funeral for your grandmother. And uh, it, Izzy says that it makes her feel uh, thankful that her grandmother was around and that her... Um, you know, it made her laugh. People told her stories about Gran, and then it made her feel a little bit alive, and she couldn't believe she could feel that. And I thought that was really neat because I've had similar things of, you know, when people start talking about people that have passed, uh, it makes you feel a little bit better about them. You know, sharing stories and things like that, I think, is uh, great. And so, um, yeah, and all in all, uh, the story ends with you recoloring, not ends, one of the mini endings is you coloring the book using the fireflies it's a count up in the left corner of all the fireflies you picked up they're just glowing orbs you pick up in the game uh you basically color pages of your journal uh and to like recap the story of what's happened uh the creatures that you met along the way help rebuild the worlds that they destroyed and uh then the game really ends with you like going through some boxes uh and you as an uh an older izzy uh, talking to your journal, you have a kid yourself, uh, Amelia, Amicia. I didn't write. Amicia is from Blake Taylor Innocence. Um, you have a daughter yourself. You're like maybe I'll buy her a journal, and my mom's coming over, and they're gonna make memories, and that's how this works, you know. And um, things kind of move on. And um, again, it was for children. Uh, and you could say, well, that's incredibly simplistic. The stages of grief don't work that way. You don't move through with them, and then go, ah, oh, I'm done. Um, but I think for kids, there's some really powerful messages here. Uh, if you've never dealt with trauma or anything like that, the idea that it is okay to feel this. I mean, one of the chapters, uh, before she gets into despair or maybe towards the end, she's writing a whale through this kind of, uh, foggy land. And the whale says, Hey, you know what? Maybe you just need a good rest. And maybe after your rest, you'll feel better. And that's kind of exactly what happens. And, and she says, you know, it's okay to feel, uh, you know, um, Robin feels that she's failed. The dragon's destroyed everything. She hasn't been able to find the fireflies. And the whale does ask her a very good question. Says, you know, what did you do the last time you fought a dragon? And Robin said, I've never fought a dragon before. And the whale said, well, how do you know that you failed if you've never done this before? Like, if you've never done something, how do you know you're screwing up, basically? And um, I think that's a really good lesson. You know, the idea that you don't know until you know. And uh, it's okay to be a little bit hard on yourself, you know, not to be hard on yourselves, but just to say this, this is good enough. And I think, strange enough, I was like reflecting on, um, I think it was episode like 103 or 104, there was an episode I talked about my mother. And I think that was one thing that I talked about there is my mom taught me that like she had incredibly lofty goals and then just never, never hit the highs, right? And so my takeaway from that is maybe I don't have as lofty goals, or I don't need as a lofty goals, but I can have a little level of success. 
And I think that's important. Just, you know, everybody says, I guess everybody feels that good enough isn't okay. Like the idea of being, oh, it's just good enough. Um, but maybe that is great. Maybe that's stellar. Good enough sometimes is uh, amazing, you know? Uh, that old joke about like, you know, how you feeling today while well, I'm here? You know, sometimes that's stellar. That, yeah, I showed up. I showed up for this, you know? That's what you get. Um, I don't know. I, I, I am still thinking about the game quite a bit, even though I completed it. I mean, again, it's mainly designed to help children, but I think it's got some really good basic lessons for just how to deal with your emotions. Obviously, they um, they talk to psychologists, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I would definitely, even though I've just spoiled the whole game, I would definitely recommend playing Lost Words Beyond the Page. Um, I thought a lot about, you know, I'm still thinking about it after I played it, and I'm a 42-year-old man. So um, I think that's it this week, guys. So, um, yeah, just to remind you guys, this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithreef.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there. Let me know what you think of the show. You could subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store. Um, that's it, the Game with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. It's got a black background with this black background with smoke. It's a burnt match. I think it looks pretty cool. Um, or you can write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Uh, let me know what episode you saw. If you have any suggestions, uh, make sure to rate me on the Apple iTunes store and stuff like that. And you can find me on Twitter at just little Joe. So I think that with that guys, I will say adieu. Uh, everybody have a good week and I will talk to you guys again next week. <laughs>